everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Yes, hello. How's it going, GR Dad? Good. I should have said hi. Oh, oh this is going to blow people's minds. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. How's it going, GR Dad? Pretty good. <laughs> okay, you feel better? Yeah, we can cut that out. That's what everyone in a podcast always says. We'll cut, we can cut that out, and nobody ever cuts it out. <laughs> well, you don't know the parts. That oh, actually, you, I know you've cut things out before, yes. There's a lot of times where I'm like, dear dad, we have to stop, and I need to cut out that thing you just said, because you can't say that on the podcast. Well, usually it's when you're half asleep. You fall in half asleep during my story, and then you wake up and you go, I'm going to cut that out, because <laughs> I fell asleep. Everyone else is going to fall asleep. Because that's boring. We don't need to talk about the windows again. It's rarely sensationalistic. It's usually boring. Would, would you like to talk about the windows? <laughs> They're pretty good. I like them. <laughs> We literally sat down and Jared's like, okay, but about the windows. I like having bulletproof glass too. That's cool. (laughs) Everyone should have bulletproof glass. I mean, I kind of feel like that. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Now we're in a fortress. (laughs) I know. Concrete walls and bulletproof glass. Yeah. We're better protected than the capital. I know. We're just not as well armed as most other Floridians. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we have very few machine guns. (laughs) Anyway, uh, when you're done with your Coke Zero there, Jared. <laughs> Sorry. I do spit takes sometimes. You, you do. Uh, so I've made us a cocktail of the week. I always like the game where I make a cocktail and I give it to Jared Dad. And he's like, ooh, it tastes like pineapple. And I'm like, there's no pineapple in this. And he's uh, like, orange. And I'm like, no, man. It's like You want to play that game? Ale. I'm in. So do we're going to try this cocktail. So it's, a, it's a white, fizzy-looking drink. It's, it actually doesn't have any carbonation in it, so... Well, then it's just white. Strike one. It is white. Okay, let's give that Milky a Milky white. Mm-hmm. Strikes. Mm-hmm. I get strikes. This sucks. <laughs> That's real tasty. I like this drink. This is the first time I've made this. You don't have to name it because it doesn't really have a name, but I want you to tell me what you think is in it. Tequila. There is tequila. Definitely tequila. Bing. From the look of it, I'd say some kind of coconut juice. Yes. That's a good, well, that's co- good. Coconut juice isn't really a well, thing. Well, there's a there's thick stuff and then there's the, the milk. I think it's the thick stuff. It is. Cream of. Cream of coconut. Yeah. Yeah. And then some, I mean, uh, l- some citrus, right? Mm-hmm. Lime, I'm yes. guessing. Yeah. Wow. Good job. Tequila is pretty distinctive. I mean, I'm still pretty pleased. Look, man, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that's pretty distinctive that you've been like i think it's lime juice and gin and i'm like it's ginger ale and rum jared no you got it that's you Look, got it. good good job. am i entertaining you or not i'm fully entertained yeah well. actually i'm a little disappointed that you got it right because it's way more fun when you just are like oh it did the ginger and this is amazing and i'm like there's no ginger i also saw all. you making it oh <laughs> well that's <laughs> cheating i wasn't paying attention but i do remember a tequila bottle yeah no mm-hmm. i can taste the tequila probably <laughs> um yeah i guess you could call this a <clears throat> coconut margarita i'm gonna call it jen's lime in the coconut put the lime in the coconut yes that's mm-hmm. a good one uh it is tequila cointreau lime juice and cream of coconut cointreau mm-hmm. so good it's just a little bit just to get the margarita into the direction of the margarita. Yep, yep. Nice. Uh, so basically you do it like you're making a normal margarita, but use cream of coconut instead of simple syrup. Cream of coconut is really sweet. Um, and maybe use a little bit more of it than you would use simple syrup. 
I, I used the same amount first and it wasn't quite sweet enough. And it's you not know me. Intense. Can't be too sweet. If I feel like it needs to be sweeter, you definitely think it needs to be sweeter. If I like it, it hurts your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird because I'm more of the dessert hound yeah, between I don't know. the two of us. I but just like in drinks, like especially. Sweeter yep. is better. Yep. So anyway, it's really good. It's coconutty and... Did you make it up? Did you make this up yourself? Pretty much made it up. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I mean, I'm sure plenty of people have put coconut something in margaritas before, but... I'm claiming this drink for you. Okay. If anyone else makes it, I'll be like, you stole that from Jen. Jen's Lime with Coconut TM. Spit it out. Spit it out. Mm. I think you can't copyright a recipe. I didn't say copyright. No. I just said spit it out. <laughs> I'm not saying this is legal. You're, you're just going to go enforce it. I just want to smack people until they spit it out. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll bail you out. Feeling vigilante. Yep. All right. We're ready for dog news? Yeah. We lost the little cheese. We did. We did. It just sucks. It was uh, pretty much actually the same progression as St. Patrick, where he had about a week where he was super lethargic, which we talked about last week. We had, I think I had taken him into the vet last week when we recorded the podcast. Just really, I mean, he slept a lot anyway, but you could tell just like not getting up. It was really hard to get him up. Um, His front legs started getting weaker. Yeah, by like the, we had to put him down on last Saturday, and I think by like Friday probably, uh, he wasn't really able to get up by himself. And he again, like Patrick, he his back legs were weak; they weren't as bad as Patrick's, but um, he was not really able to stand up by himself. And so we could help him up, which we had to do to get him to go outside to pee and everything. And I had gotten him up. You know, it had been a, a while since he'd gone out. So I was like, all right, we got to go outside. And his front legs were like shaking when I got him up. Everything was fine. I mean, we went to the vet. And I think we talked about this last week. And we did blood work. We did ultrasounds. We did x-rays. And there were a few things that like maybe were weird, but nothing where it's like, oh, this organ has failed. But by on Friday, you brought him home a McDonald's cheeseburger and he didn't eat it. He didn't eat anything. He right? wouldn't. Yeah, no. yeah, he wasn't eating at all. Um, and then we said, we'll try the cheeseburger. So he didn't eat for the last couple of days. And he just had that look. Yeah, like a, like if someone has COVID or something. They just look, they have sunken eyes. They look tired, haggard. Yeah. And just tired and sick. Right? It reminded me a lot of how Riley was. Yeah. Like those last few days. And I still will never forgive myself for waiting too long with Riley. And so when I sort of saw him looking like that, I was like, okay, like it's, it has to be time. Like the last thing we're going to do is make him wait an extra two or three days when he can't get up and he doesn't want to eat and he doesn't want any of this other stuff. Uh, so. I don't know. I mean, he's, it was, it's, it was made worse because after the surgery went so well, I had like some hope that it would be months, you know, at least yeah. not just weeks or days, right? But you know, because he was fine, you know, he'd recovered from the surgery. I don't think that had anything to do with it. No, I think that's right. I mean, look, this is, you know, so he had the surgery right after Christmas, so he kind of made it a month. This is why, like, I normally always have said, like, I wouldn't do surgery on a dog who had a big tumor like that on his spleen at that age oh. because 
I mean, people have told me stories where it's gone well. So this isn't like dictating to anybody what they should do, right? right? But most of the time when I've seen people do it, the dogs have still only made it like a month or so and then they've died. And here it's like, okay, well, he got the thing out. He was feeling a ton better. Like you could tell he felt so much better. Yeah. He healed fine from the surgery. None of the stuff in there was cancer. He should have had a long time. Yeah. But there's a lot of stuff going wrong, I guess, if you've got, you know, if you're that age and you've got, uh, you know, big tumors and little tumors, even if they're not cancer. So I still don't think we did the wrong thing. And no. I think he did have some better times than he would. I mean, I don't think he would have made it a week if we hadn't done the surgery. Like he was really starting to slow down. You could tell he was really struggling with it. It was getting bigger. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we bought him a little bit of time. You know, I don't know that three thousand dollars for the surgery buying us three extra weeks like that that doesn't work out to a good way to make that decision but you know not knowing that this was going to happen i'm glad that he had some good weeks yeah i think it was the right decision i'm glad we did it i would have felt really bad if we had done it and then he had had a tough recovery and not really felt better yeah you know where he just was like now I feel crappy. I've never gotten better from from the operation. Like, I don't feel any better. And then he died. Like, yeah. then I'd feel like, oh, we put him through this. And then he just had, like, this suffering of recovery that never got better. Right. Then I would have felt really bad. But at least he did get better. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, we tried. And I mean, it helped. It just it just created expectations that were that turned out to have been not realistic. But yeah. it wasn't like it was a bad thing or made it worse. Definitely helped. So, yeah, it sucks. I mean, you know, we got him knowing that we wouldn't have a lot of time with him. And uh, he was just such a sweet boy. Such a sweet little boy. Uh, Just a a gentle little sweet man who occasionally starts screaming for no good reason. (laughs) If you left the room, he would start barking. And (laughs) he would wake up sometimes. If he couldn't see you, he'd start like doing his ho- his horse barking yeah yeah and he he couldn't hear right so we couldn't call to him so then we'd have to like Walk. stick our head up and like wave our arms until he kind of caught us out of the corner of his eye and then he'd yeah. be like whoa yeah we'd call him the scream cheese screaming cheese yeah he would be screaming scream cheese uh he was a good boy he's, I know. he's gonna do well in heaven some a fan did a beautiful portrait of him and queso together sleeping marley who i yeah. yeah, it's beautiful. The big cheese and the little cheese. makes me cry, yeah. yeah we of course. Get, we got a print of that on the way. That's beautiful. Uh, so. Yeah. Uh, I'm keeping it together okay right now. That said, I was like literally sitting on the floor crying about an hour ago. It's, yeah. it's all a little bit too much. I mean, we haven't processed St. Patrick yet. I'm no. still... I haven't processed Jasmine yet. I'm so still sad that I turn around. There's no dog behind me, right? The Velcro dog was was wonderful. I loved having St. Patrick over. just just wander. Yeah, tripping over trying to kill us. But uh-huh. you know, he was always kind of showing up right behind you. Yeah, I mean, it's seven dogs yeah. in less than two years that we have lost, and occasionally people will still be like, you know, you never did a podcast farewell to Jasmine because she died like two weeks after Queso. And it's like, what am I going to say We're just going to cry into like, the microphone for a half an hour is not easy either. No, like, she was awesome, and I miss her, and yeah. it sucks, and it sucks for all of them, and it's just way too many in such a small... I mean, I, you know, it's April of 2019 to now, 
yeah. seven dogs. Like that's, and when we hadn't lost any before that, I mean, we started, you know, with the squad in 2016 and we went, you know, two years end of 2016 until, you know, clearly it's Florida that kills dogs. <laughs> I don't think that's it. I don't think so either. You're a scientist though. You could probably figure that out better. better I'm than positive me. that's not it. Oh, okay. Uh, well, there, I'll take your word for it. Thank you. So, yeah. Uh, it's our we select the dogs that nobody wants. I know. There's we, a reason. We take them that when they're sick and because people don't want to experience this stuff. Yeah. And we'll. Uh, yeah, I don't want to experience it either. I'd love to have some kind of secret sauce that made them all live forever. I was talking to my mom about it and. Because uh, my cousin, her 13-year-old dog died also on Saturday, the same day as uh, Little Cheese. And I was talking to my mom about it. And I was like, you know, like, of course, losing the Little Cheese, who we've had for two months, is different than, or, you know, losing St. Patrick, who we had for nine months, is different than losing your dog that you had for 13 years, right? I'm like, at the same time, if you get a puppy and then it dies nine months later... Like, that's super sad. I'm like, that's basically what we have here, except we just get the hardest nine months. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know? We don't get the fun part, yeah. I'm like, we get, we get like, the really hard part with these dogs, where if you have a dog for a really long time, you get a bunch of, like, the super great part, right? Like, that whole middle part from, like, whenever they calm the fuck down, right? <laughs> and they're housebroken. And yeah. they're housebroken, say, two years old to like nine or 10 years old, like that's a great part. And you get to do all of like the super great stuff and we don't get most of that part. Yeah. Then we get the hard part at the end. And so we still bond with them and we still love them, but we do all the hard part. And so it's like you lose them and like, okay, we haven't had them for 13 years, but if, if you got a puppy and had them for as long as that, it'd be like super tragic. Because it's just as bad yeah, for us again same. when they were old. We just had to deal with more of the hard part. It's just been sadder for more of it. Yeah, it's weird that we don't have a dog right now that we have to hand feed. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was a ritual we had. We had Patrick and Parmesan were both the whole time that we had both of them. We had to hand feed them. Yeah, and uh, so that has been quite an operation <laughs> with two dogs needing well, to be hand fed. Five other dogs or six other dogs standing around going, if yeah. any of that drops, I'm getting it. Yeah. I'm I'm more of a stickler about it than Gia's dad was, where I would be like, the gate is up. Like, I have three layers of barriers. Yeah. No one is allowed in the kitchen while I'm hand-feeding St. Patrick. You all stay the heck out. Right. And Gia's dad would be like, you guys, please stay out of the I kitchen. I'd like, use one knee for one dog and one foot for another and an elbow for one. <laughs> He'd be all stressed out trying to feed Patrick. He's, like, making stressed-out sounds. I'm like, Gia's dad. Why don't you just block off the kitchen? Like Voodoo walks right through the block. Yeah, Voodoo never gets past the block with me. I know. As you say, you never lose. I, I don't say that. I know. You say you always I win. I always win. <laughs> I'm constantly reminding Voodoo as he tries to challenge me. No, Voodoo. I always win. Yeah, don't, you don't try to get past me. I always win. He doesn't listen. He can hear, but he doesn't listen. But he he does find out that I always win. So <laughs> he doesn't, I don't care that much. <laughs> does, but it saying. doesn't matter. He also doesn't win. Yeah, so, true. you know, I don't care. I don't care if he's upset. I just need him to not win, which yeah. he does it because I always win. <laughs> I see. Some 90 pound dog, 100 pound dog is not going to win over me. No, so. neither is a 190 pound dude. 
That, that's me. It me. <laughs> you don't weigh 190. You weigh 190 with like a... Soaking wet. Yeah. <laughs> Soaking wet with all your clothes on. I know. Yeah. I gotta work out more. I gotta bulk up. Get gains. Gotta get some gains. <laughs> um, so anyway, I think we're both not not processing correctly because I'm certainly crying at random times. And dear dad, I don't know if we'll, he will admit it, but I see him crying at random times. Yeah, but you know, there's you know. some sad tweets out there. <laughs> occasionally, a lot, I, a lot. What did I cry at? Who knows? Any commercial? Any? No, you anything? know what I cried at. There is a video of that's sort of been viral in the last week of this UCLA gymnast doing a floor yes. routine. I cried watching that. Of course. She like did some flippy spinny thing at the end. And I was like, she really did that great. And then I just started crying. I do not cry at gymnastics ever, but everything's just very much on There's edge. like Nike ads. That I, cry. I mean, anything. I'm yeah. crying all the time. Yeah. But it's also sad. It's not, of course, not me. This is just objectively, you know, they're getting good at this. You want to change that answer? Yeah, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> but still. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people are doing this. It's also been a long freaking. It's been a long. It's March again soon. This is a, the, the mind blowingness of this bullshit. Anyway, it's been a tough year. Anyway, yes. All right. In other dog news, um, the Brody and Lodi is let's say stalled. He's back at ninety three. That dog bothers me for food all night, every night. Yeah, we give him a good meal with green beans, green and then beans. half an hour later, he's. He acts like he has forgotten all about it, and he is starving to death. Mm-hmm. He's going to die. And then three hours later, same. Yeah. And and he doesn't stop. There's uh, We're going to have to get his medicine adjusted. Like, he clearly needs to be on a higher dose. Yeah. Because uh, he's not. Maybe he's secretly taking, like, appetite-increasing drugs. You think he's a sne- sneaking, sneaking the entice? Sne- <laughs> sneaking the entice that he found from... Uh, that we had from one of the other dogs. I wonder if they have like an appetite suppressant. A detice. Detice. <laughs> I don't want him to feel bad. No. You know? Just, just full. Just not hungry. Just yeah. full all the time. So. Stomach stapling, maybe. You take him to Dr. Now. Yeah. Dr. Z? Dr. Nazardin. Nazardin. That's, he's on the show, My 600 Pound Life. He staples I don't think stomachs. I don't think it's that serious for. He CMG. would be my 100 pound life. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Voodoo continues to lose slowly. I think he's 97, 96. Yeah, we, we, there, there'll be crossover soon, and he'll yeah. be lighter than... I mean, he should be lighter than uh, than Chief Brody. Yeah. He's, he's, a, he's built differently, him. yeah. We have a picture of Voodoo when he weighed 75 pounds, which is about hopper size. It was only like a year ago. It was literally a year ago. I mean, that's the scary thing, is he incredibly bulked up in a year. And he looks completely different. Yeah. He looked like a normal three-year-old, like a young golden. Yeah. And now he looks... <laughs> Inga called him like a swollen tick. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> no, he's, he's, you Not can tell face. that he's lost weight for sure. Right. You can he, see he it. He was much more uncomfortably like stretching his skin before. <laughs> it was. It's only been a year, right? He hasn't even been used to being that big. But he no. walks and he, and he goes... He'll just go out and go swimming. Loves to swim. Doesn't yeah. he used to not be able to go down the stairs, right? His his legs would collapse like halfway down and mm-hmm. he kinda just sploot slide, sploot slide, sploot slide. Yeah. But now he just goes down and then when we're not watching he'll just go in the water and hang out. 
yep. come back out. No, so his knee pain's good. better. He's he's doing a lot better. Yeah, he's still weird, but so weird. He's on drugs. Yeah, but he's getting there. So he will eventually pass CB, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, especially if CB keeps eating green beans. CB is not motivated to continue his weight loss, and Voodoo has no complaints about his current diet. Yeah, like he loves snacks, but he's he doesn't really beg for food. He, I mean, he'll he, try to eat food off the plates. He gets like two thirds of what in just volume of what uh, Chief Brody gets, right? He gets a well, cup. Well, Brody's on diet food, and yeah. Voodoo's on not diet food. He's so. on keto. Brain preservation, yeah. seizure avoidance. The food. calories may be the same. Yeah. Like Voodoo gets one cup and Brody gets a cup and a half, but the the caloric density of Brody's food is way lower. So, anyway, it's working. Yeah. Everybody else is doing fine. Quack uh, is continuing to endear himself despite his weirdness. Ingo is finally liking. Guac. I liked Quack before. You're liking him more. We can now. go to the tape. I mean, when I go like buy a cup of coffee or something, we go to McDonald's. I'll bring Guac now. Yeah, Guac always comes. He's a good little travel companion. Some of our friends from DC have rented a house down here in the Keys for a month, and so uh, we went to go see them yesterday. They just got down here, and I was like, I'll bring Hops. They know Hopper, uh, so I'll bring her. So we were. I'm letting Hops out. Okay, Hops sneak out and she's like mo and i was like get the heck out before everybody else sees get in the car and guac's like the car <laughs> pew wow while, while hops is still paralyzed by the enormity of it all guac is already like in the back seat of in the, the back seat like where are we going where are we going and i was like fine you can come and he had a great time he they have fine. a pool at their rental house and guac was like a pool and just like <laughs> sploosh jumped right in and then, he, then he realized it's hard to get out of a pool <laughs> he had to find the steps yeah, he had like, a great time though huh. oh well yeah, he climbed on their laps. <laughs> he was all over the place. Yeah, he's but he's basically a, a big, goofy. He's a good, good boy. boy. Yes, he is, and he hasn't run away recently. Knock on wood. No, he's good. Yeah, yeah. So everybody's doing fine. Uh, Guaco Man is a big hit on Tic Taco Man. That's because he's rubber. He's made out of rubber, and he's got a rubber face. We did the how to tell a purebred dog from an inbred dog. <laughs> Thanks, Pavlov. Yeah, that dad. was original audio from Pavlov the Corgi. So funny. That uh, is such a dad joke. It's good. He has, so you can see, you could follow us, The Golden Ratio 4, on TikTok. Uh, if you don't want to downla- download the app, you can do TikTok entirely on the web. You see don't what the kids the are doing. Uh, I have really found some love for TikTok. I mean, I had had an account for a while, but just like when I first got Twitter, I had Twitter for a couple of years before I was like, what? I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. With like, Twitter? I can't. Yeah, like, okay, like, and I'm, you know, I'm sure it's that also stuff sprung up, but it took a long time to, like, find a community where I was like, yes, like, I am getting value. This is interesting how I'm connecting to people. It was just sort of random stuff Yeah. otherwise. Uh, so it took a while. And the same thing on TikTok. Like, for a while, it's just like, I don't care about these people dancing videos. I mean, they're cute, and it's, like, impressive, but I, this is not what I'm going to scroll through. And then... Yeah. The algorithm finally landed me in a spot <laughs> where I was like, okay, this is all fun and interesting, and I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, yeah, so Guac got like half a million views on his TikTok. Wow. On the inbred dog. Yeah. Wow. Good job. I know. I'm going to start giving him treats. Oh, I already do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Everyone else is fine. Vink is... Shaved a little bit, but we can't, otherwise, we can't. Jared, we have talked about Vink being shaved for the last three podcasts. It is boring. We cannot talk about it again. All right, we'll cut this out. 
<laughs> all right. Let's do taste oh. of the keys. We're moving on. Yeah, all right. Okay. Moving on. I mean, do you have actual stuff to say that's news that's not just like, yeah, well, how pretty do you No, they're, they're all good. Okay. See, that's the thing that you, that's not allowed, that thing you just said. Yeah, they're all good. Okay. Wait, it's, a, it's worth saying, but I don't want to increase that. I don't want to reinforce it. This is from the Miami Herald, Gwen Filosa, Filosa, who is the Keys reporter for the Miami Herald. The beat reporter. Yep. It, pretty much anything in the Miami Herald about the Keys is by Gwen. She does a good job. Yep. The headline is, he was alone on a homemade raft with no food, and the Coast Guard came to the rescue. The East Coast Guard crew, over the weekend, rescued a man who was floating on a makeshift raft off Key West. The small boat crew found the 41-year-old man near Fort Zachary Taylor State Park about 3 p.m. on Saturday. The man, who is not identified, had no food, water, or radio with him. So normally you'd think this is maybe like a Cuban flotilla. Yeah. No. This is a dude. Clearly a white dude. American dude. Not a Cuban dude. He was no, But his name's not released because he was taken to Lower Keys Medical Center. So they can't for like yeah, hip-up protections, they're, they're, right? Yeah, they're nice. <laughs> also following the law. And, and nice. His condition was not available on Monday. The Coast Guard said they didn't take a formal report and released what they had on the incident on Saturday via Twitter and Facebook. Nice. Just social media posts. The agency posted that they had rescued the man, quote, due to sight, safety of life at sea concerns, adding the hashtag, hashtag boat safe. So they have a picture of the guy, <laughs> which I'm going to show to your dad in a second. Oh, they have a picture? Great. That, this is why they does posted it. Does it speak a thousand words? It certainly does. Okay. So... Here's what this guy's craft looks like. Yeah. Two shipping pallets. Okay. Wood shipping pallets. Two one by four boards. It's like a two by four, but skinnier yeah. and wider. Strapped on to connect the two shipping pallets. Okay. What? Okay. A dolly, like a wheeled dolly. On top of the shipping pallets with the wheels up and like the little scoopy part that you would rest the boxes on kind of pointing down into the water. My guess is so that when he comes ashore, he can lean the whole craft up onto the do- onto the dolly and just oh. wheel it around. I thought it was when he starts going really fast that keeps his bow in the water. He's, he's There's the no water. propulsion available on this He kicks really vehicle. fast. He would have to kick. He, kicks his legs. he does have a backpack. He's wearing a pair of gray shorts and a sun visor. That is it. No Barefoot. shirt. No shirt, no shoes, no service, except from the Coast Guard. They will pick you up. And then the thing is staying afloat because he's got a bunch of white bags <laughs> under it. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, normally, I would have thought they were cocaine, but I'm sure that would have been reported. Yeah. Um, just little inflatable baggies. You ready? Oops, I unplugged the podcast equipment to show you your death. We'll cut picture. that out. No, we can leave it. My mistakes are fine. All right. <laughs> All right, ready? Here he is. Oh, boy. He looks sunburned. It was reported that he had a sunburn. What's he doing? There is no propulsion. No, it's just two shipping pallets tied together with some floating plastic baggies underneath it. And you can't see any shore in the background. I mean, he's far away from shore. Far enough. That's just weird. What's he 
doing? I know. What you, he's just going to ride the currents till he gets out into the seven-foot seas that we've been having the last couple of days That's just offshore. He doesn't have a sail. He doesn't have a motor. He's got die. no plan. It's almost like the guy who was trying to go across Lake Michigan. What happened there? <laughs> when I was in college. This is a good story. The story was that... Now, I didn't know these guys. So this, who knows if this is an urban legend. But the story was from the fraternity brother of a guy I dated that two of his friends had gone Student to... college kids. Yes. Yeah. They were not students at the University of Chicago. Of course because not. Because we having, would not do this bullshit. They were having fun. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, also true. Uh, two of his friends had gone to Lake Michigan in Chicago and you can rent those little like paddle boat they'd be like the swans in Boston they're not swans insane the ones you work with their, your feet yeah you just like like churn in a little <laughs> bicycle pedal and they decided they were going to paddle across Lake Michigan like to, from the to Ill Michigan to, to Michigan right the, the short way from Illinois across <laughs> to Michigan insane. but it's still extremely far it's extremely far it's a short way to China that's really <laughs> far uh, and so they brought with them limes <laughs> they get picked up in the middle of lake michigan because lake michigan all right i mean people who have not been to the great lakes don't understand that it's not like a lake you it's an ocean you cannot see across it i mean it's a sea it's it, the same size as many seas it may be as far across lake, lake michigan as it is to cuba from here it, it is easily 90 miles across uh, it, yeah probably right? measure it on a map i'm gonna i'm gonna go up there so yeah and i mean have we heard the Edmund Fitzgerald? It's the best. We have to play it one of these days. I mean, the legend lives on from the Chippewa on down. I know that's not from, about Lake Michigan. the big lake they call Gichigumi. Yeah, and not, that's, that's, that's actually superior. Lake Superior still. Uh, it's about 100 miles across yeah. Lake Michigan, depending it's, on... It's way too far, and it's ocean That's the short way. It's 100 miles across the short way. So these guys are going to paddle across it. And those things are not fast, those little paddle They boats. are not. I've tried. You can't increase speed they by are increase, not fast. increase pedaling. <laughs> nope. Uh, I mean, how fast do you think you can go in one of those? Uh, two miles an hour? Oh, that would be ge generous, right? I mean, maybe two miles an hour, but it just seems like you're almost making no headway. Okay, so assuming you don't stop to sleep, two full days. Oh, 50 hours. Yeah, if, you, if you're going to sleep. And, and also that you don't get blown off course, that you're taking the shortest possible route. And there's waves and stuff. We're talking about like a week. Yeah, and w giant waves in the middle of Lake Michigan. There's huge ships in the middle the, of the lakes. The Edmund Fitzgerald, the Edmund Fitzgerald. Got, got killed in the, in the Great Lakes. Yeah. Because of the waves. Unbelievable. So they're going to go out there in these little paddles. So they're just tick, 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 I mean, men, are, out men there. are not smart. Men are stupid. I'm sure there was alcohol involved. Uh, so eventually the Coast Guard picks them up way out there. They're lucky. In their little boats in these big seas. They're in their lucky. Little boats, and they had limes with them. And the Coast Guard asked them why. And they're like, well, that way we won't get scurvy. Because <laughs> they knew, like the British sailors were limeys. They carried limes so they didn't get scurvy. But that piece of information they remembered. But the part about not being able to move and being 100 miles across, that, that all that information they didn't take into account. I think they just thought if you go out on a boat, you can get scurvy. Right and away. limes prevent it. I think they probably didn't know what scurvy was. Oh, yeah. Like, maybe they thought it was, like, seasickness. It's just a thing you get on a boat, but limes stop it. It is the, it is the weirdest little piece of... Th that's almost the dumbest thing about the whole thing. 
And it's a really dumb thing. It's important. It's a really dumb thing. It is extremely you dumb. Don't, it, don't leave sure. All right, you guys, like, no shame on anybody. If you don't know what scurvy is, it's vitamin C deficiency. That, that's scurvy. And all kinds of bad shit happens to you, including because, like, all kinds of things are necessary. Oh, this podcast will kill you. Has an excellent episode on scurvy. Excellent. So the scars that have formed on your body to hold your old wounds closed require vitamin C to exist. And so if you get a vitamin C deficiency, every wound you've ever had reopens because the scars fail. It's, it's terrifying. Apocalyptic. Your, uh, your teeth do fall out. Your teeth I think, fall right? out. Your, yeah. your gums loosen. It's terrible. Like your cells really start breaking down. Because we don't make vitamin C. We just don't make it. All these other, like basically every other animal except guinea pigs makes its own vitamin Dogs C. Dogs make it. Dogs don't need Everybody limes. makes it except us and fucking guinea pigs. We really blew it on evolving that away. Stupid. What are we, just because we can eat oranges, we don't have to have vitamin C? was stupid, yeah. Yeah. You don't need that much vitamin C. No, but if you don't have it for a while, it's real bad. It's real bad. And But then you eat a lemon and you're fine again. I it, mean, it really... You get fast... You get better very fast as yeah. soon as you have some. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it takes a while to develop scurvy. Yeah. <laughs> being devoid of vitamin C. Uh, and it doesn't have to be limes. You can eat potatoes. They have enough vitamin C. But there are some... This may be an ur urban legend, too. When I was in college, people were talking about some college kid who just ate at McDonald's or something and developed scurvy. You know, and it's like had no vitamin C in, their, in his diet. It's typically college dudes. I mean, you definitely can, you just, if you don't you eat potatoes, any vegetables, if you put potatoes have vitamin C, yeah, right? French fries should be okay, right? It's yeah. really, if you only eat pizza, maybe, if you only eat A like pepperoni pizza. A lot of stuff pizza. has like variations of vitamin C, like to make it taste tangy oh, or yeah. sharp or tart. There's vitamin C that, that goes in there, not to give you the vitamin necessarily, but just to make the flavor. So you'd really have to eat a very restricted diet to get scurvy alcoholics alcoholics sometimes alcoholics sure or like the homesteader types right who are just yeah. like living on corn you know meat <laughs> corn might have vitamin c in yeah, it actually yeah yeah, you have to yeah if all you do is eat meat you can have a real problem right? so you've just got a bunch of like preserved venison to get you through the winter which, which doesn't have enough vitamin c in it no to re replenish your stores yeah yeah so anyway but if you're going across lake michigan that's probably the not really neat. The first thing you should bring is, you know, if you have everything else, bring some wine. I think they did bring water bottles. Did you think they had gin in there <laughs> or vodka? <laughs> I mean, honestly, they probably brought alcohol. I mean, if they hadn't turned around, they probably had more. Because otherwise you would have sobered up eventually and been like, what the fuck are we doing? Oh my Let's God, go back. How terrifying would that be to sober up in the middle of Lake Michigan 20 miles off, 20 miles offshore and you're not even halfway. Once you've gone about five miles, you don't know where the shore is anymore. Oh. You're just in the water. You don't think their celestial navigation was up to snuff <laughs> that they were like, oh yeah, I see Polaris where I'm, we'll navigate by, by the stars. I don't no. think they could even manage. The sun is setting, so that is the <laughs> west. <laughs> Can I tell this story? Do uh, it. Do it. <laughs> I try not to like talk shit about people that I have known in my you life just, on this podcast. You could not attribute directly. Okay. There's this person I was in a relationship with on a road trip to California. I drove Old Route 66. I, I sort of was like, I would like to drive Old Route 66. Let's do it. Yeah. That's when it wasn't that old. It's no. older now. 
I mean, it, it is definitely older now than it was then, but it was quite old then. Uh, so we're on this road trip and we're in Missouri or something on the first day and uh, had veered off to take like old Route 66 nips the corner of Kansas. And so we had veered off to drive on this like broken down road. It to, was awesome. To get some Kansas on your trip. To, yeah, to get that little corner yeah, of Kansas. Sure. And it was cool. It was like almost abandoned. It had like these big Route 66 like logos oh, that's from cool. like the 50s. On painted, the road itself. Painted on the road. It was very cool. Uh, and so then we're trying to get back on the interstate to continue. I think we were just kind of stopping wherever we stopped. Um, and so we're driving along, you know, some state road to try to get because pre-smartphones, pre-cell phones, pre-GPS. no GPS. No, yeah. we had a, an atlas, a map. Oh, those are good. Atlas. My mom used to get the AAA triptychs. But anyway, go yeah. ahead. So uh, Atlases were good. Yeah, except it's you don't really have everything. No, you need to have yeah. some navigational skills and figure out what the road is and what the crossroad is, and yeah, yeah. So we're on like this state road, tracing the finger. Like, okay, it looks like this will pick up. What I don't even know what One interstate. One of the zeros, yeah. Yeah, 70. some interstate in a few miles. So we're driving, and he's like, "We're going the wrong way," and I was like, "No, man, we have to go west." on this to pick up the interstate la is in the west it's, it's like so we're doing this in like september right we're driving west to california yeah um it's like 7 30 p.m and he's like we're going the wrong way i was like no we need to be going west on this road to pick it up and he's like we're going east my dude it's 7 30 p.m in september you know what's happening about then sunset you know which side the sun sets on California side. The California side. If we're facing the sunset, we are 100% heading west. Because you're going to California. But it doesn't even matter where we're going. If we have to be going west on the road and the sun is in front of us at 7.30 p.m., we're going the right way. This is the truth. It doesn't matter if we're going to New England. If we have to head west to pick up the interstate, we still need to drive into the sun. And he was, was arguing with me. As the sun was glaring into our faces that we were heading east. It's always a mistake to argue You seem with you. perplexed by this, which makes me wonder if you understand. <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm not perplexed. No, no. Perplexed okay. why you would argue. Some people don't understand that I always win. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> or that I'm just right all the time. Yeah. That is not true. But I do have pretty good navigational skills. I think so. No. We don't get lost very often when I drive. No, I mean, it's hard now with the GPS and stuff, right? I mean, it is, it is a different level of challenge. Your, your sense of direction is much better than mine. I, I will come out of a subway station or something and go the wrong way with confidence. <laughs> That's true. There's a, oftentimes where, like, dear dad is like, it's this way. And I've been like, he seems very confident about this. And I listen, and I'm pretty sure he's wrong yeah but his confidence deceives me and then we end up in the wrong place because I, like, I will i will i really don't like asking for directions and i really don't like standing there thinking about it because then i look like i'm don't know where i'm doing so i'd rather fake it and go the wrong way with confidence yeah it's not a not not i'm proud of i'm not proud of this but i've re- <laughs> i've recognized this about myself so i'll just follow you around now yeah i think it's better yeah i will for definitely me, yeah. ask for directions too I was on a different road trip with that same person, and we didn't know what state we were in. And I had to stop in, at a gas station. That's funny. And I was like, I'm like, because we're trying, 
look on the atlas, did right? people think you were aliens? You got to know what state did, you're in. Did they think you were aliens? Anyway. I would think you're an alien. If someone comes into my store and goes, what state, what day is it? What year is it? What year is it? Damn it. What year? You have a German word of the week for us, dear dad? Um, I'm going to say Augenschmaus. It's a eye mouse. I like an eye delicious taste. <laughs> Schmaus is like something that tastes really good. Huh. So it's kind of like eye candy, right? You're, you're, it's something that, mm. that pleases the eye. It's something that makes your eye happy. Yeah. Augenschmaus. Augenschmaus. Tastes good for your eye. Augenschmaugen. Augenschmaus. Augenschmaus. <laughs> yeah. So there. Yeah. But it. It doesn't have to be, you wouldn't necessarily use it with food. You could use it with a hot person. I think you use like it with hot people. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah, it has nothing to do with eating something or eating them <laughs> or tasting them. It's just they look good. Yeah. Yeah, it's something that looks good. Interesting. Augenschmaus. Is it offensive? No. Okay. No. No, it's old fa- a little old-fashioned, mm. like a fancier way of saying stuff. Like she's a dish. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> also has nothing really to do with the taste, right? With yeah. eating it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe that's similar. Yeah. Okay. Augenschmaus. Yeah, well, Augenschmaus. Like a dish for your eyes. Oh, <laughs> well, good. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, I think that's it. Yep, that's all I got. Until next week, don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. Don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. Bye. Bye.